Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 16, where Jeremy talks to Joe Gambrell, National Sales Liaison for Mary Edwards Winery. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Today we're sitting down with Joey Gambrell, who's the National Sales Liaison for Mary Edwards Winery out of California. Uh, Joey, thanks for sitting down with us. Thank you very much for having me. It's going to be a great night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So tell us a little bit about uh, Mary Edwards and what you do for the company and how long you guys have been around and kind of what is your gig? So uh, uh, Mary's been making wine for 42 years in the Russian River Valley and um, uh, under her name since 1997. And um, uh, what I do basically is I travel around and meet folks like yourself, and uh, we hang out and you know drink a little wine and uh, have a good time and uh, talk about uh, what makes uh, our wines different than most people's. Not a bad gig. No, it's pretty cool actually. Yeah, <laughs> not bad at yeah. all. Well, you got the personality for it. Well, tell us more about the brand. Obviously, Mary has kind of built her reputation on Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir, obviously from the Russian River. Yeah, yeah. So the, when the winery was started in '97, um, uh, well. Technically, just a label at that point. Um, we were making six Pinot Noirs, and then um, uh, she came to down in Charleston, South Carolina, in two thousand uh, um, and one. Um, and a buddy of mine told her, you know, hey, it's too hot and humid to second years here in the great state of Texas, you know, to not have a white wine. So that's where Savion Blanc came around. So um, now we've got the highest rated Savion Blanc the rest eight years in a row, and. Um, of course, we still make uh, now up to eight Pinot Noirs, and uh, that's pretty much it. Occasionally, a little splash of Chardonnay here and there, but that's about it. Yeah. And tell me a little bit more about the, um, not really trade secrets, but we're getting ready to do a review of that wine, the 2013 Sauvignon Blanc for Texas Wine Lover. What makes her wine so unique? Because obviously, California is very well known for Chardonnay. So she's breaking the mold a little bit by being more known for Sauvignon Blanc. Absolutely. So we have uh, several things that make that wine unique. Um, the first thing would be that we have the only 35-year-old Sauvignon Mosquet clone of Sauvignon Blanc vineyard in the uh, Russian Valley. So that's uh, about half the per- percentage of that wine is from that clone. Um, the other part of it is we do it in partly neutral and partly new French oak. Some other people do that also. But what we do that no one else does is we do hand storing of the lees, or it's called batonage. We do it twice a week, every week for up to nine months. Most people do it once a month. So that we just work a little bit harder than most people. Yeah. Well, it definitely pays off, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so what about Texas? You're here in Texas right now doing some repping for the brand. So how, how is the market here in the state being the hot state of Texas that wants nice, crisp white wines in the summer? Well, we love Texas. That's our, uh, so we don't count California because it, it, you know, this doesn't count so far as far as, uh, the wine consumer uh, sales go. Uh, Texas is our number two market in the country. We're huge fans. Um, I'm a big Dallas Cowboy fan, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, um, you just got a lot popular on this podcast. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, coming back in November to see a game. Can't wait. Uh, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's our, it's one of our favorite markets in the country. Um, Obviously, I'm Southern, if you can't tell from the accent. So we're, we're big fans of the, uh, the entire market. Mary's a huge fan of the market. Been here many times. And, uh, you know, just want to support uh, um, folks that love our wines, and uh, which uh, Texas is a big part of that. Also, our Pinot Noirs do go well with steak. So. There you go. Yeah. So anything special coming from the portfolio in the coming years for people to kind of keep an eye out? Yeah. Um, great question. Um, uh we're releasing some bubbles here, um, off and on throughout the years. Uh, we won't have anything till, uh, probably, uh, for retail, um, or on wine list till 2019. But, um, 
Uh, I look out for that. And um, other than that, uh, we're still sticking to our basics. Savion Blanc, uh, Pinot Noir number one, Savion Blanc number two. Okay. So Pinot is obviously the kind of the backbone of the company overall. Absolutely. We have eight Pinot Noirs right now. We'll be at nine after this year. And it looks like we're moving up to 12 Pinot Noirs in the next uh, four or five years. Wow. So definitely expanding the brand and uh, keeping, you know, keep, keep going on the backbone grape there. Absolutely. Although technically uh, we'll be going down production a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So it's smaller, sm- more single vineyards, but smaller lots. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get nerdy with it for just a minute because we, we, we talk about terroir, right? Russian River yep. Valley, a little bit different from standard Napa. We talk about Napa wines and Chardonnay and Cab a lot. Russian River is a little bit different, obviously very unique in its own little microclimate. What do you think makes Russian River unique for these styles of wines? So the one thing about, unless you've actually come out and stayed in, in the valley, we do have a huge coastal influence. So we're only at six or seven miles as the bird flies from the ocean. So every morning we have a thick layer of fog come in and um, it totally blankets the valley um so that burns off usually around 10 30 11 in the morning but then in june and july we have something called june gloom and so the, after that we have this entire uh cover, cloud cover that covers up the entire area which basically traps in the solar radiation and the heat and so it becomes an incubator for the grapes and that's exactly what pinot noir chardonnay seven blanc need and then that burns off around two o'clock and the sun comes out and is, ah, you know, here we are in California finally. And, um, and then we have the, the straight solar, uh, which, which is, um, basically makes photosynthesis happen at night. So it's, uh, it's just a real special growing area. Um, that and our sandy loam, uh, volcanic soil all, all up and down the valley. That's the only kind of soil really in the valley. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So anything, uh, anything, any last words you'd like to express to listeners out there as far as the brand or? Just want to say thanks to for Texas for all the support. We're, uh, we're huge fans and, uh, can't wait to get back on the next trip. And, uh, and, uh, we can't wait for you guys to come out and see us also. So please do anytime. Sounds great. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Wine Lover podcast. And uh, until next time, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Thank you.